Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh, and my. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, think I will I be it, taking no comments on how I started. Well, see, I'm doing this thing where, like, if I do it bad enough, you aren't going to ask me to do it again. That's, that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect. Rude. So, welcome back. You are here again, stuck with April and CJ. Boom. That's us. Dynamic duo. Double trouble, toil, and trouble. <laughs> okay, and I guess we should go ahead and state for the record that we are still in turnpocalypse and still exhausted. We are. We're in the fun crazies times. This is like, these are limited time only episodes, actually. Yep. Huh? Limited time, limited release episodes. While we're in turn, because then when we're at a turn, we're not delirious. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I really had, a moment. really had to hold your hand through that Hopefully one. Hopefully they followed that. Um, Excuse me, ma'am. I think they did. <laughs> so this week, we're actually going to be discussing something that was brought up in our uh, free Patreon, or not free Patreon, no. Wow. The things with the things. Yeah. See, it's a lot of pressure to do the oh my. Dude. Just like, if you didn't do the oh my, you would have been nailing all this. Yeah. So we have a Facebook group where uh, people can join. Um, we do some polls. We post the podcast episodes there, do different quotes, blah, 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 whatever. Funny poly memes. Memes, obviously. Um, so we did a poll a couple weeks ago. And I asked, you know, basically I was trying to figure out why am I just blanking? I just went there. <laughs> Listen, the backstory is that we started to record an episode about sex expectations. And after we had recorded it, we had posted a poll of like, what do you guys think? What are your most, you know, hang ups about sexual experiences? And what are your expectations that you've had in sex? And we have this option to, where, I, which I didn't even know, where somebody can add their own option. Mm-hmm. So we took the poll, we added everything that we went over in the podcast, which was at that time recorded. And then um, somebody comes in and drops this one that like everybody votes to the top and yeah. i was like oh fuck. and then i then it clicked with me i was like you know what make the poll before the episode bring the data into right. the episode so god we're learning and growing and having a great yeah. time here at fkg om so what we decided to do is to talk about uh that poll topic that we had in the poll and then also go over more about like other sort of expectations that we have in expressing what was it are like concerns about expressing what you want from a partner yeah so his what he put in that poll is that um you can't expect people to understand your sexual needs or emotional needs if you are not expressing them to your partner or the person that you're with Mm -hmm. so basically expecting someone to understand your wants needs desires without actually saying them yeah exactly is kind of the gist so today we're going to go through well what's stopping us from expressing those wants, needs, and desires. Because exactly. I think that's super 
super common. Yeah, yeah. Especially as you were entering your 20s into your 30s. And honestly, like, I know of people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who still don't express what they want. Yeah. Um, or even know. Why so, do you think that is? Why don't Why don't people express what they want? Or why don't they know what they want? Well, I think, so we have, um, we did another poll and asked people, like, what, what has stopped you? Mm-hmm. And we have about six or seven things and they were definitely i think four most popular so we can kind of go through those and Mm -hmm. discuss do you want to go in reverse the order we'll start at the least voted and then go to the most voted sure awesome do it number seven only wanting what is mutually desired ah but that's a good one thanks grant like (laughs) yeah and this is you know this is going to be a podcast where we can touch on both i think bdsm mm-hmm. monogamy non-monogamy like this is yeah. for everybody this truly is like almost like all labels aside how we express ourselves in sex period and just on an emotional level too mm-hmm. yeah exactly. in relationships so only one is only wanting what is mutually desired i will say definitely so the two things that pop in my head one within bdsm mm-hmm. um there's a lot of people who kind of fear their kinks not matching up directly with everyone else's kinks or with the people they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like sometimes people hold back on saying what their kinks are if the other person has already said their kinks and they're yeah. worried that they don't match up well. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. I wonder if like I entered at a new wave time where I'm like, no, I have to tell what my kinks are so that I can find people who have experience with my kinks. Yeah. I think that is, I personally think that's the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashtag validated. (laughs) So I will say in the BDSM world, that's kind of the big thing that pops in my mind. Um, And for me, like, I don't mind at all when people's kinks don't totally match up. I actually think that's kind of cool because then it gives me an opportunity to experience new kinks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I can help them experience new kinks if they're open to it. So Mm. I actually like when we don't completely match up. That's Mm -hmm. how I've learned new kinks um, or been exposed to them. Yeah. Um, I guess so on the the monogamy side, non-monogamy, just general sex. Um, I think like one of the things that I've been trying to work on and heal about how I go about relationships is this idea that like both partners have to be appeasing to one another in order to be compatible. And like this idea that, oh, well, oh, you like movies? Oh, I like movies. Or, you know, like where I find that true compatibility comes from like how you engage with a person versus how many shared like hobbies you have together and how you engage with a person's shared hobbies and or if you share with them or not. Of course, in non-monogamy, we have the option to like have multiple partners so you can actually be with partners who are genuinely into what you're into and like kind of have that variety there. But um, yeah, I think like when I was monogamous, it was very like, okay, I'm going to pick and choose what seems like the best fit in this connection so that I can have a successful relationship, period. Like, mm-hmm. it was just about being with someone, not about, like, having needs met or being compatible with a person. So, yeah. I, for me, that came from, like, a fear of, like, failing the relationship. Yeah. Being a failure as a partner. And I'll say, like, when it comes to sex, I have heard some people say that they, like, don't want to do certain positions because it's not their favorite or they're not going to orgasm from that position or – and, I mean, I guess the only way to kind of say this is, like, that's kind of pretty selfish in my opinion. Um, Not every position I get off from. Yeah. But there are a number of positions. They still feel really freaking good. Yeah. Yeah exactly um and i'm all about them yeah it's not my cheat code 
But, you know, and then there's some that just feel way better for him. Mm-hmm. And I like that it feels better. Like, yeah. I like those too, because then I know he is getting his, like. That's, you know, for some of us, that is part of the pleasure aspect of his pleasing your partner. And then you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. now I'm pleased too. So you both don't have to have the same exact positions and like mm-hmm. the same exact thing. Like, it's okay to have your favorite, his favorite, their favorite, her favorite, whatever. Yeah. I mean, also a hard truth is you're not going to be 100% compatible with another person. No. You know, honestly, I feel like if you are, you may be haven't explored that deeply what kind of things you like yeah i don't know that i've met anyone that like all our positions are exactly the same no. and i don't even think you should dream about that no that's just, i don't know that i'd want setting yourself that. up for failure yeah, yeah. no so next one we had guilt derived from a religious belief oof oof yeah uh, honestly i think that goes back to why people don't talk about their you know sexual likes and interests at all you know is because of that sort of shame aspect i've started like i've been hearing on and off and even started using myself this like term called purity culture mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of us like i don't know did you have this image of like the american dream being like get married buy a house get have a child two and, and a half kids like, with the fence and the yes, dogs yeah yes. the half kid is my favorite i mean <laughs> and like in my and in my mind when i was growing up with that idea it was very like and also we're christian like, point out with the reasons why I didn't want to get married for a while was because I was like, oh, but do I want to, like, have a Christian do household? Yeah. And, and, you know, feeling guilty that it didn't really fit, you know, and, like, but feeling like that's the only way to, like, you know, that's the only way to raise a child. Like, yeah. you should give them, like, that belief, you know, so. And I think, you know, when you're talking about an emotional side of this, um, I've actually been told by people who are Christian that it's discouraged, uh, within the church um, some of them to like go to therapy to work on mm-hmm. themselves which is just super astounding to me um, and super unfortunate that yeah. that's kind I of mean, what I they're pushing I think it's introduced to them as like an act that reproduces children because you're not you're not allowed to use contraceptives in some religious sex yeah uh-huh. sex um, and you know so you can only re- if you're going to have sex then the, the outcome is going to be a baby and it's mostly like you know I don't know I, I I didn't start looking at sex for pleasure until I was, like, in my mid-20s. It was very, like, sex as service. Mm. You know, monogamous, formerly Christian, you know. True. So it was very, like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which was why I didn't even consider buying sex toys. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not, I shouldn't be concerned about me getting off because it's just a service of, like, hey, you want to have sex and I want to be okay with you having sex. Yeah. Which is not really a dynamic that I think is healthy and wasn't really fair to either of us, to be honest, but I just didn't know better. Yeah, ma'am, I get that. And I, you know, I think it's unfortunate because i don't know that religion really even speaks to the fact that you shouldn't have sexual wants or desires yeah but who, who are you gonna ask to right like in yeah. the church i mean Pasta. if anyone wants to speak on that or has any opinion definitely message us yeah um, and maybe do. we'll do a podcast with you but you know i don't I, I think that in modern culture sex is villainized and you know we always hear about like the evil you know adult stores that Mm -hmm. they're trying to get removed because they're so terrible and so and that's super unfortunate because that's a legal business selling legal things that help people and make them feel better about themselves and enjoy themselves better Mm -hmm. so i mean also like you know orgasms lead to stress relief as well it's a health benefit a health benefit boom isn't there like a statistic that like you know you should at least be organizing 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 (laughs) organizing Wasn't it like three to five times a week? Am I mistaken? It's, there have been a number of them. I've seen that one. I've also, when we were doing research for another podcast, saw that like at least one orgasm a week. Yeah. Um, That they didn't see 
tons of benefits after at least one. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally. I was going to say, why well, I really overshot it. It was just one a week. And I'm like, yeah, isn't it like three to five? <laughs> You're like, minimum? I am immortal. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think there's definite, you know, just dopamine like all those it just is honestly like this like no one's died aspect of it has like helped me really like appreciate what sex is and not look at it as such a like a ooh, this is like an honor you know like how we always joke about the whole like concept of love making quote unquote where it's like or it could also be an activity you know what i mean and then like also an activity that i do for myself spiritually and connect with another person too and it's like yeah that's part of being human yeah i don't think anyone's wrong for that no um next one shame around that specific need or desire damn I, I my mind goes immediately to sex toys so yes sex toys um i think there's a big conversation and shift right now around male sexual needs and desires Ooh, okay say more um so I'm seeing, at least in the kink world, um, men are becoming a lot more comfortable with the idea of pegging. Okay, nice. Um, and not making that mean anything about their gender identity or yeah. sexual identity. Especially since, you know, isn't the male G-spot all the way up in there? Yep, all in the there. booty. Um, you know, I think we're starting to see some be more embracing of the fact that, like, anal penetrative sex does not mean you are gay mm-hmm. yeah um obviously if you're gay you can't like it but you don't have to be gay to like it right kind of like speaking on this whole like heteronormative like you know male fragility yes um well sorry i don't want to say male fragility i just want to say like as far as society goes the you know cards are stacked against you in terms of exploring your own sexuality yeah. and it can make you put, put you in a very fragile state unfortunately yeah. not by your own choosing i'm not trying to be like oh you weak ass you know no just like the cards are stacked against you and i will say like i think when people reach out to me about kink and i honestly one of the biggest questions i get asked is how do i bring this up to my partner yeah how do i bring up what i, I want to my partner and I've definitely been there. I have some kinks that maybe aren't so by the book or straight laced. In the kink world, they're pretty vanilla. But mm-hmm. in the vanilla world, they're not super normal. Yeah. So I've been in that position of having to go to my partner and be like, hey, Get you want to try this out? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's intimidating. Like it's it's intimidating because that person you're hoping isn't going to look at you crazy. Yeah. You hope they're not going to tell you you're crazy. And there's no putting that back in the box. No putting that in the box. You can't, um, you can't be like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm actually not into that. Yeah. JK. Just kidding. But if you're with the right people or person or play partner or sexual partner or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they should not shame you for any of that. And if they do shame you, you have a much bigger problem. Yeah. Now, it may not be something they're into. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. They can say, not my kink. That's not something I'm down with. I don't really want to try that right now. Mm -hmm. Let me do some research. But... If they shame you, that's a much larger issue. Yeah, I would say my notes on that is like, you know, I don't know. For me, vulnerability and honesty is like the, a good default. Be like, hey, I'm kind of nervous to bring this up to you. You know, like I'm not really sure how you feel on this topic, but it's important to me to ask at least so I can know. And mm-hmm. I've tried for myself because it's something important to me and what I, 
you know, I and I I would say that you should consider it important to you just because your sexual health should be important to you. You as an individual should be important to yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just kind of like being honest, being vulnerable, and being open to the fact that your partner may need to process it. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> unfortunately, not everyone is on this growth path and like understanding themselves. And I feel like when I think about a situation where a person's afraid to bring up to their partner what they like sexually, I think like, wow, I'm. I'm I'm so sorry that there was like a very big misstep of like you guys being secure enough in yourselves that you could hear that from a partner, you know, and not see that as like, oh, am I not doing enough or like, oh, are we breaking up or, you know, oh, I can't do this for you. Is that going to be like detrimental to us? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be all that. Yeah. And if you're the partner or the person that they are coming to, be it play partner or whatever, Mm -hmm. if someone's bringing you something emotional need, sexual need, sexual desire, whatever, a kink that they want to try. You don't have to agree to it off the bat. Mm-hmm. So you exactly. definitely have your own autonomy. You have the ability to ask questions. You can say, like, let me look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before you freak out or before you have some major reaction, really just try to sit with and pause. Yeah. I think some of the largest damage done is when people react without thinking. Yeah. Do the whole, like, oh, oh, that's gross. Oh, why would you? Uh, 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 why? Yeah. And I, I get that, like, that's maybe not intentional, but it still can kind of wound and traumatize people. Yeah, honestly. Well, because, you know, consider that, like, this is a person who already feels like, oh, they were nervous to bring this up to you. Yeah. You know, for, and, you know, for how long that you guys have been in a relationship. Yeah. That's pretty huge. And so that is a very tender topic. Um, I would also maybe say, like, depending on the type of kinks that you're into, maybe, like, you know, don't be offended if your partner does need to take some time to consider, you know, what that would all be, mm-hmm. you know, like there's some pretty intense ones. Like what, if someone came up to me and was like, I'm really nervous, but I would really love to staple your breasts together. I would be like, I really need some time to think about that. <laughs> I need to pause. <laughs> I need to pause. Hey, that's, that's no shame here. This is a shame free zone yes. and we do not kink disrespect. No. But listen, <laughs> I need some time. Um, this one kind of plays into the next one. So the next four got the most votes. Uh, fear of rejection. Yeah. And I would say this one and probably the second one, fear of judgment, really kind of... Spoiler alert. I know. How dare you? But I think they really do kind of go hand in hand. Um, yeah. Well, if someone is judging you, then they're... Rejecting, rejecting you. Rejecting you. Yeah. Well, that, or that's Possibly. our fear. That's yeah, our fear. That's our fear. Yeah. Um, and I think we can kind of go about this on two levels for sure i think what's interesting in our culture right now is um i think we're seeing men kind of trying to take back or learn how to be emotional Mm -hmm. yes um when it's not been very accepted for them to be emotional correct and vulnerable Mm -hmm. so seeing men try to grapple with this whole fear of judgment fear of rejection around emotional needs Mm -hmm. it's been super interesting yeah um i will even say for myself it's been interesting to suddenly have men and have to consider at times their emotional needs yeah i i think like and i think this was referenced in glennon doyle's book too do you remember when she was talking about the friend who was like oh the man the man who's trying to be more emotional and his partner who like has an energy shift Mm-hmm. every time he is and she's trying not to like be you know like make it an issue or trying to like negatively reinforce his emotional like yeah you know processing but at the same time also grew up in a society where that was like a you know a show of weakness or maybe needing mm-hmm. to just like pull it together and um and yeah i was like oh yeah that's the real part like we want to be progressive but a lot of times it's just like oh can't you just you know yeah 
it's been interesting that I, I will say that's something that I personally when I read those two that's kind of what hit home for me the like the male the display of male emotion that um I think we're also seeing a time when women are taking back their sexuality yes and are no longer hopefully no longer falling victim to the slut shaming yeah whore shaming sex shaming culture mm-hmm. that we've had for a long time yeah i think it's been very easy to stay out of those circles myself i don't know maybe pandemic helped also but like to kind of just you know if someone like has a negative opinion to write them off you know and not feel like my community is against yeah me. i will say I, I struggle with it at times especially um the idea is something I was talking to someone else about the other day where we were both laughing because we are hyper conscious of what we wear and when mm-hmm. we wear it mm-hmm. because we don't want to be seen as attention seeking or sexualized or trying to sell our bodies to gain attention. Mm-hmm. Even though what we like wearing is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think we've had this discussion where like I will dress down to go to Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Because if I dress, like, I actually don't even dress, I don't think that provocatively, but if I wear a crop top and jeans, I'll get followed. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm trying to let go of this, like, fear of judgment and fear of, you know, being rejected because I might look too sexual or might be perceived as, you know, mm-hmm. too sexual. Like, if I'm, I'm trying to move into a space where I don't let people affect how I want to dress. Mm-hmm kind it, of dictate. it's just hard like you know because I, I mean i saw a video of a woman get like tackled and like assaulted in the daylight you know yeah. like and and i thought that she was just wearing a cute outfit too i didn't think it was like you know of course i want to I, I wish i could be in a society where it's like wear what you want and just like you know yeah. people won't give into that animalistic desire uh but at the same time it's like uh but we are in that society where a girl just got jumped and attacked yeah. in the daylight and it's on video true you know so like and I will say, I you know, for the people who know me, who are in our community, they see that I am very publicly poly. I'm very publicly kinky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear a lot of times people are concerned about how they're going to be perceived if they are openly kinky or openly non-monogamous. Yeah. Um, I think that's super common. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. But I think, and you you can maybe speak to this, because um, you do work with me and, you know, our clients. And She's lying about everything. Total lies. Um, we've really not experienced any backlash from it. And actually, we've gotten a lot of good feedback yeah. from our clients who like it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we've gotten a lot more clients that we like working with because they do align with who we are. Yeah um and, and that's, that's definitely has been a risk but has had a huge reward yeah it's actually been pretty cool mm-hmm. if i'm being honest um yeah. i don't know that we've really gotten a lot of i i don't know that i've gotten any negative feedback if, would you say if you had any sort of negative energy around it you just let that person fall away or yeah I, i'm more just understand well, that it's whatever is going on with them and really has nothing to do with me yeah i don't know i just like i just let the energy tell me that it's not my not my people yeah. my tribe and kind of let them go yeah and yeah. i think it's attracted a lot more people closer to us who are you know wanting to be open-minded and progressive and yeah. just whether or not they are monogamous non-monogamous religious whatever yeah. um they're just open to you know everyone I think it's a huge reason why we started the podcast to be honest to like be able to create that community for more people yeah so if you are thinking about being public or you're not sure if people are going to judge you or whatever let me just tell you 
most people out here are some kinky freaks. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people have already considered the lifestyle that you're like already like learning about and getting into. Yes. So. And, and what's funny is most people, a lot of time when I'm on the apps, I will get a lot of guys who are like, I'm not into kink. I don't know anything about it. And I'm like, cool. Ever choke someone? Well, yeah. Okay. Ever spank anyone? Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Well, you're leveling up on that kink scale real fast. <laughs> Um, but those are all intro kinks. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, don't know that. Yeah. Like, so, do you like to be called anything during that act? Well, I mean, I do like if she calls me daddy. I'm like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so just know that you're not alone. And really, if you can work past that fear of rejection and fear of, you know, abandonment and fear of judgment, it, there is some pretty cool shit on the other side of it. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend, very lovingly, a therapist to help work through those things. You yeah. Know? Understand that that is a big chunk to work on with yourself. Yeah. And my therapist knows about it. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. knows all about it. Oh, absolutely. She actually likes, I mean, she supports it. Oh, my God, it. are you outing her? <laughs> no. <As a> gangster? <laughs> no, no, no. She knows about it. She's supportive of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I did jump around. So if you want to do the one that I jumped over. Unbelievable. Well, so actually, fun fact, these these last three ones were all tied for second place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that we did skip over was being unsure of what you need. And honestly, I feel personally attacked by you making me read this one. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But that was definitely like every time, like I started listening to like um, sex podcasts, like namely Sex with Emily. She's like this incredible doctor. She's got a master class now. Emily Morris. Wow. And um they would always be like comment in with your questions like what do you want to know and i'm like i want to know what i don't know Mm -hmm. because i have no idea like some like even when i did start dating again for the first time and it was very like you know some partners being like well tell me what you want tell me what you like and i'm like what a great question i've been reviewing this also um and i'm not really sure what are the zones like what where's what do you what is is there like a secret button in deep in my armpit that like that is clicked and then you (laughs) like and then an orgasm happens like i don't know what happens um so and obviously I wasn't going to learn it from porn. So it was very, no. it was, it was hard. I don't know. Like, honestly, it, the one way that I figured out what I wanted or what I needed or what was actually pleasurable for my body was having open talks about sex with normal people mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I never tried that. Or, oh, I should try that. Or, oh, this was really cool. And honestly, having sex with different people who knew different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say one of the best ways to figure out what you like is to do it yourself that's true i mean but like here's the thing like i didn't even know things like why don't you try pinching your nipple i'm like oh okay that okay action is pinch location is nipple (laughs) you know i'll try that but you can't just like pinch knee that's nothing you know so what are my sensitive zones you know okay which places have the most nerves okay you know like and then it starts to get into like all that no that's fair Yeah, yeah yeah and i you know i i you mentioned having and sleeping with multiple people Hey, I'm a huge proponent of that. Um, I you I know you've heard me say practice makes perfect, <laughs> and I'm all about I'm all about that practice. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you remove the shame and you remove the guilt from it, it is just an just like playing it's a, game a with the person. natural act. Doing a sport, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've learned a lot from sleeping with multiple multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that I sleep with multiple people, but you sleep with multiple multiple people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> level up (laughs) get on my level level. no um you know that's it's shown me what i don't like yes yes it's shown me what my hard nose are i I was able to debunk some sex myths yep in in firsthand yep um it showed me what i'm not willing to accept yeah what i will walk away from Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's also given me a good idea of what I do want and who I want and mm-hmm. how I want it. Um, but a lot of it I also have just kind of researched and figured it out and played and yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. I, mean, I, I'm, I, I go back to FetLife, like look around. Yeah. See what other people are doing. What yeah. Like. I love that part. Um, and I will say like, I'm obviously not saying you have to go sleep with 100 people. Now, if you want to, wreck on. I mean, just that that would be so overwhelming. That's like so much. And you're, I don't think there's enough space on a Google calendar. I mean, unless there's a lot of time, then of course you can. But like all at once. Maybe not all at once. Space it out. I mean, go all out as much as you can. Yeah. Rock on. Rock on. I just don't think it's going to be a hundred. Make sure you drink some Gatorade. Yes. Be hydrated. Get some snacks. Be hydrated. Um, Be tested. Get condoms. But don't, you know, if you want to go experiment and have play partners or just random hookups or one night stands, I don't care. Ain't no shame in my game. Mm -hmm. I've done it all. Yeah. Um, If you are protecting yourself and being safe, like sexual health wise, as much as you can. Have at it. Yeah. You're an adult. That's nobody's business. Yep. Period. And I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. I regret literally none of it. Now, some of them I'm still mad about. Yeah. We had, remember when we had like the the wall of shame and then there was not enough room anymore, so we just got rid of it? Hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. Um, But go figure out what you like. Don't have any shame. There is, as long as you're not hurting someone else, there should be no shame involved. Yeah. Yes. It is your body. You control your body. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want with it. Yeah. Figure out what you like. Um, own it. Yeah. No one else is going to own it for you. Exactly. No and one else. And if you're already being like pulled towards that message, honestly, go for it. Yeah. Because like you'll always regret not going for it if you're already kind of like really thinking about it, constantly thinking about it. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I had known more in my early tw- like i would have torn oh this God. place I, oh games would have stand a chance i would have had to up. leave thank <laughs> <laughs> god i didn't figure it as much out as i could have exactly i mean I, I i tore it up a little but <laughs> you know whatever it was in my 20s um man i'm so glad i didn't know everything then I <laughs> might own a dungeon now or some crazy i mean that's why part of the reason why we also steer clear of like hooking up with younger people because we're like no i can't can't ruin them you're gonna have one night with me and then go back to like having sex with the 20 year olds no sorry i won't hurt you that way we'll do that you will never forget (laughs) so the last one you know i think this last one is it got the most votes yeah but i think also just in general i'm not super surprised i think this is a big one yeah i think um for men for sure but i know for women i'm gonna pause and say like now you guys can guess what the number one is now that we've described it to this way boom 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 it's insecurity about your own body yes of course i mean i think this has so many iterations too especially with how much like grooming we do before dates and stuff you know like well and i need not a hair below my nose (laughs) just on my body there well, and I think, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day who has kids. I don't have kids, so I always go to them for like, hey, we're whatever. And she was telling me that kids now start watching porn. And maybe I'm just like, I wasn't aware of this. I was in a very Christian household as a mm-hmm. child, so I was on lockdown. Wow, did you ever repent for porn? No, I actually never watched it. What? No, not as a kid. No, oh, like you my, oh, God probably college 
like my secret cj just dropped her mic um my like way of like sneaking around was to go watch mtv because i wasn't allowed to watch that i wasn't allowed to watch simpsons we weren't allowed to watch like roseanne show oh my god this is why you don't like cartoons probably they never let you so like for me being like sneaky was watching mtv and like (laughs) low-key i remember in high school i would watch i would sneak out after my parents fell asleep Mm -hmm. and i would watch queer as folk wow that was i went to cinemax and watched a softcore porn after my parents no watch queer as folk because i that was the only way i could get other kind of um exposure to those types of cultures and i was hearing so many bad things in the church about it but i just didn't buy into it so i was really trying to figure out a lot of it for myself nice um and there was a lot of contention in my household with a few family members around lifestyle and what they considered lifestyle choices oh mtv was definitely off limits in that house for a long time Mm -hmm. i don't remember i was probably in high school before i was like able to and how tricky were you about it would you like watch mtv and then like set it back on like a news channel (laughs) before you turned it off like the only so when i I remember in middle school um my parents had the only tv in the house i would get like mtv Mm -hmm. and it was in their bedroom so i would sneak in there and watch it in their bedroom yeah. with them sleeping no this, so like the mtv bold, bold. no no the mtv thing um they would like be at work like over summers oh, and stuff I see. okay um the queerest folk was in the living room when i was in high school and and they would be dead asleep and i would have it so like i would literally have to be almost plastered to the tv to so hear the quiet. sound because it was so low <laughs> this is not a, this is a real story this is real um, shit my high school friend uh i won't say her name because i don't have permission but she can confirm like she actually used to come to my house and watch it with me in the middle of the night wow so you were both each at one one speaker on each not even kidding because she came also from a very religious household so um but yeah i think you know my friend told me like watching porn now starts at 11 and i think we can all agree that porn is not probably the most representative of bodies no normal no. bodies no it is least porn of bodies. all least of all softcore porn on cinemax right so i i think like we all think like you know our pussy should look this way and everyone should look like porn pussies and everyone yeah. should have porn dick and everyone should have a porn body or even just general you know advertising standards yeah. um women are real thin yeah and tiny and cute with no cellulite and stretch marks and and no bumps and wiggly bits and oh. i'm literally all wiggly bits cellulite and stretch marks like i am 99 <laughs> percent wiggly bits cellulite stretch mark done i feel as i get older that the more bodies i see like that the more i feel like they're young and it's actually less attractive because it's kind of like oh yeah nothing's happened to your body yet yeah, like I when mean, you get older, you get, and I'm not even saying when you get older. I'm saying like, like I had stretch marks on my ta taws went like right titties. in high school, college. Like I, I'm pretty sure it like was in college. I was already like, oh my god, you know, is this? But it's like, yeah, but most of us get stretch marks, yeah. but boobs as we grow. I mean, yeah, you know, I think most of us aren't talked to about what vaginas look like, yeah, or what no, a normal vagina looks like, or what it smells like, or mm-hmm. what it any of it tastes like like what you know I, it, we aren't told or discussed or anything mm-hmm. on what is normal yeah um and i i wouldn't be surprised i can't i'm not a man so i can't speak for this but mm-hmm. i feel like men probably aren't 
told either like hey you're not gonna have no no one has a 10 inch dick no one's walking around with that no um not everyone's gonna have this baby's arm yeah like and and please refer back to our podcast about expectations because yes. the average what was it like a five inch dick is a porn seven inch yes. dick or something like that and the average dick is 5.1 inches so yeah. you know none of those conversations when i was a kid was happening mm-hmm. um and now i have a lot more confidence like i up until probably the last three or four years had a lot of issues around like is my pussy normal does it look normal are you sure <laughs> like guys would be like oh you have a pretty pussy and i'm like what does that Ew. mean i don't yeah Wine. i don't know what what it no yeah, stop I feel it that. I feel you're that. lying yeah because we're not taught about it that's true but then kendrick lamar released that lyric where he's like you know sh- i don't want to see no photoshop show me something natural i want to see some stretch marks you know and right. then we were all like good good thank you thank you kendrick lamar and i'm still i think i'm still personally working on you know normalizing my own body for myself very true i i mean i have to recommend honestly to anybody who has body insecurities to please like listen to some content by sonia renee I want to say Taylor. Um, the body is not right. an apology. They, if if you want to start, she had a she was on a podcast with Brene Brown and Unlocking Us, and I she just talks about how like all of beauty standards were created, and it's like this ladder that you're never gonna like be able to reach the top of, mm-hmm. and like to step away from the ladder. Yeah, and it, it I think it's a really powerful message, really moving, and it like and her energy is very very good around it. Like I almost yeah. feel like this is very important work that she's doing. Um, so I would really recommend looking into, uh, that the body is not an apology. It has a, there's a spoken word of it, which is what started the whole movement. And then she wrote a book about it. And it's, I think it's some really powerful stuff. Um, and I think I was introduced to it, um, right around the time I was in college, maybe getting out of college. And it was perfect because I'd always like rejected kind of beauty standards anyway and i think it started from a place of self-hate of thinking like well i'm not pretty enough anyway so i shouldn't get into anything or maybe wanting to be more tomboy or whatever um but like so by the time i got into it it was very like okay so i already have been like a little bit out of the box with what i think about my body and now i'm just kind of like i mean i'm the youngest i'm ever going to be right now i'm probably the hottest i'm ever going to be unless i go on like some crazy bender or whatever you know and i kind of just want to like i i don't want to be looking back at pictures thinking oh how pretty i was looking when i'm like older because mm-hmm. i feel like i've always been doing that yeah so i'm just i'm like okay i'm i'm in right now i'm in a moment where i would be looking back on myself thinking like wow i really you know shouldn't have been hating that much on my body i was really looking good yeah i will say right now i'm in my 30s probably the most comfortable i've ever been and i think i'm in the best shape that i've probably ever been in yeah so let's rock it. I mean, I think you look great. I just keep telling you, and I'm like, one day, one day she'll agree with me. <laughs> one day she'll see the mirror's not broken. <laughs> I, if I hug you enough, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, every every time you say one bad thing about your body, I refer to sex as making love. Um, <laughs> don't like that. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I will say, and maybe I'm going to catch some shiznit for this. If so, fine. Um Something that really helped me normalize my own body was when I got into kink and got on FetLife. You know, if you've not been on FetLife, um, it's definitely a great place to meet other kinksters, yeah. learn about I munches. I already agree with your point before you even arrived there, by the yeah. way. But yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of nudity on, like, tons of nudity. Yeah. Some of it's very artistic. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not. Some of it's... And it's... What's really cool is it's all shapes, sizes, ages, mm-hmm. demographics, ethnicity, everything yeah everything so some of them are super like porn quality but Mm -hmm. some are just like old betty in her house out on the dirt road 
honestly, the, people are so true to themselves and how they express their sexuality on that side. It, it is incredible. Yeah. Like, I think one of the people that I had tried to connect with was, like, they had a very, like, metal aesthetic, and they were, like, a little bit thicker, you know, as a man. And um, the I think his photos maybe got to, like, maybe humiliation and, like, degradation and stuff. And I, like, reached out to him, and I was like, hey, I'm kind of into this based on your photos, but, like, I know off the bat that I'm already, like, very scared <laughs> about yeah. it because of how it looks. So I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. And unfortunately, he was just very, like, oh, well, we should meet, you know? And that was, like, that didn't feel right for me. So I was just like, no, I mean, I, I love what you're doing, but, like, I, I'm, I don't think I'm okay meeting with you. Mm -hmm. But thanks. Thanks for talking to me about it, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate because sometimes you do run into just, like, horn dogs, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, seeing everybody in their element like that. And then I tried to be like, oh, what would my pictures look like if I were to put pictures on? Like, what do I want them to look like and things like that? And I think that helped me, like, understand myself sexually a little bit more, too. Yeah. It's given me a space to kind of take those not safe for work photos, mm -hmm. but also just to see that, like, everyone's bodies are truly different yeah every dick is different every pussy's different boobs are different mm -hmm. stomachs are like everyone is different yeah and there are groups of people that love every type of body shape that yeah that part is another thing that i wanted to say before we left this topic is that like you know you might not be your type but you are definitely someone else's type like i've definitely like been with thicker guys who are like nervous about their bodies and i'm like i don't know why i fucking love what you're bringing to the table that's why i'm here hooking up with you you know mm -hmm. like and it makes me feel bad be i don't know if i feel bad but i'm, I'm kind of i just like i'm like oh man i wish you you know like you, you can't even see that a huge element of you being with me right now is like me being attracted to you and you're just like rejecting it you yeah. know so it's like it, it is like a, a personal hang up uh for that person and like and I, and I know it's hard too i haven't always like been in love with my body but like i just kind of like i kind of treat that as like a truth it's like okay i've got a good body and it's attractive and i'm just like anytime i try to think otherwise is like a bad energy trying to overtake me <laughs> and i'm not gonna let it in you know yeah so like go check out that life if you're into kink even if you're yeah. not it's it's might even be something that you learn from yeah yeah might be something you peruse and not all of them are crazy kinks some yeah. of them are very intro and i've actually gotten a lot of ideas off that life of yeah what to try or how to try or whatever reached out to people mm -hmm. so i will get off my pedestal now <laughs> crawling people down can like soapbox. throw things at me for saying what i said <laughs> but no it that life really has helped me normalize my own body yeah good so I, I mean, I'd say the same thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought my boob. I, I used to think that my boobies were weird. Interesting. Yeah. And then I saw other boobies and I was like, oh, hey, now I really love them. Yeah. And I've learned that really, like, most guys just want boobies. Period. Most people engaging with you in sex are pretty happy to be there. They're just happy to be involved. Yeah, they're just happy to be involved. You know? <laughs> like, a lot of us can't even get to that point. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. 2021's rough. Um... It's all these damn, like, you know, standards. I did, I did, like, I don't know if it was an article or a video that I saw where it was like, oh, yeah, um, it's harder for, oh, it was a Twitter thread of, like, why is it so hard for men to connect with women? This was also, once again, heteronormative. But, like, and the idea was, like, oh, yeah, well, previously, like, women couldn't even own land or have bank accounts mm, or whatever. I saw so that. you really had to, like, you know, you were getting married for more than just, like, liking a person. Mm -hmm. Now women are doing for themselves. So you have to, like, like a partner the that you're allowing into your life. And a lot of men haven't been taught how to, become likable or invest in themselves or take yeah. care of themselves so if we were to wrap up this podcast episode yeah hypothetically hypothetically if that was something we wanted to do even yes. though we just want to keep going right how would you wrap it up um well that's so brave of you to ask me the question so that i would figure out how to wrap it up on the spot here thinking about it um 
I think you should one uh, understand that you're normal. Understand that sexual needs are normal. Um, having kinks are normal. Like you're that, that's why like I think we're such a huge proponent of fet life. So you can really see like no, there's a lot of people who are into this. You know, you're not like crazy. Like as long as you're not hurting somebody without their consent, I guess, you know, then you're, you're doing just fine. Um, you're not abnormal for asking for what you need. I, I think like really this, like the overarching themes here are like address things that make you feel ashamed and like afraid of, you know, these interactions and like really work on that about yourself because this could really open a door that will be so rewarding for you, like to invest in your own sexuality and your own sexual health. Yes. And you can do this whether you're monogamous, non-monogamous, solo. Yeah. This, this should feel very like hopefully this podcast episode really feels like kind of coming home to some truths about yourself you know like hey it's okay and like knowing that those are okay you know yes so go out explore explore yourself explore others yeah be safe be safe enjoy <laughs> bye bye <laughs>